Hello, this is Walter Latham, and welcome to the Walt Weekly. I am your host, and I'm joined by your co-host, Michelle Sweeney McCombs, and I hope everybody had a wonderful holiday. Uh, with that said, we got to get back to business, right? So we're getting back to business. And uh, I'm going to turn it over to Michelle for the introduction of our guest for tonight's episode. Michelle? Welcome, welcome. Thank you joining the Walt Whitby podcast. Today we have a North Carolina native visiting us today for our, our an interview with the Walt Weekly, our first interview of the new year. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. All right, so we have Patricia W. Brower out of North Carolina. She's a writer. Patricia is a 1999 graduate of Winston-Salem State University where she received a Bachelor of Science degree in accounting. She was a licensed insurance agent before working in corporate taxes with the state of North Carolina for 16 years. Congratulations on that. Yes. <laughs> That's an Thank accomplishment. You. She started writing. You're welcome. She started writing her writing career at an early age with personalized poetry written to loved ones, writing and performing plays at her local church. She has also always loved to write whether it was short stories of suspense, thrills, action, or drama. Patricia published her first book of inspirational poetry, Edifying Expressions, in 2003. I'm not going to give all of her secrets away, but we also <laughs> would like to talk to you about your personal stuff going on as well and um, mm-hmm. enlighten us and our audience on uh, you. And uh, welcome to the Walt Weekly Podcast, and we're looking Thank forward you. to hearing your story. Yes, thank you, thank you so That's much. You. You're yes. welcome. And I appreciate this awesome opportunity to share my story and to share my um, journey with multiple sclerosis. I was diagnosed in 2004 with MS, and I have been living with multiple sclerosis, like I said, since 2004. Wow. I thank God that I'm doing well with it. And I am a living witness that you can live well with multiple sclerosis and other chronic diseases. Amazing. Um, I definitely have questions. Yeah. Yeah. It started, um, my girlfriend and I, we we used to walk every um, day at lunchtime. We had an hour for lunch and we would walk the first 30 minutes of lunch and then, you know, eat the last 30 minutes. And when we would walk, she would always get on me about my balance. She was like, why can't you walk in a straight line? Because <laughs> I was always veering over into her side of the um, walkway. And so I was having um, severe headaches. I was falling down a lot and just other things that were going on. And so when I went to see my primary care physician, he said, you know, Miss Brower, I'm going to send you to see a neurologist because something is not right with you. He later told me that he thought it was brain tumors before my diagnosis. So When I saw my neurologist, you know, she did um, the MRI and then she did a lumbar puncture, spinal tap to confirm that it was multiple sclerosis. And upon um, my discovery, it was very devastating to me. I was only 34 years old and I had seen MS up close and personal. I had some aunts that had it and then my sister-in-law had it as well. So... The first battle that I had to overcome was fear. It was like fear gripped me because 
I was like, I said earlier, I saw MS up close and personal and I saw how it did your body and I saw what kind of challenges people had that live with MS. But I just thank God because I just took hold to the scripture. It's one of my favorite scriptures, actually. It's Lamentations 3 and 22. That is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not and his mercy is new to us every day. And I just said I was going to embrace the truth that, yes, I have MS, but MS doesn't have me. So I thank God that he gave me the strength and the courage that I needed. And it gave me an awesome support system of family and friends to help me along the way. So that was my initial. Yes, that was my initial um, diagnosis. Uh, Thanks for sharing that with us, Ms. Brower. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Tell me, wow. you know, I don't want to dwell so much on on the disability because I, I do have some issues myself, which are, you know, yes. monumental in a sense. But mm-hmm. I don't want to dwell so much on that, but I do want the audience to to know, as you were you know, alluding to, that you can live with chronic diseases. You can move on with your oh, life. Oh, yes. Most so, definitely. Was that yeah. what prompted you to start writing or, or what did you do to, to try to you know flatten or adjust yes. to having that and getting on with yes. your life I've always been a writer I've always loved to write and it was something that I did um like I said from my childhood I can remember just writing always 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 writing and so before my diagnosis I would just um really write by myself, you know, really not publish anything, but just writing for my own benefit. And so Mm -hmm. after um, we've had some terrible circumstances, my husband found my journal and he saw my poetry that I had written. And he told me, he said, Patricia, why don't you publish this? I was like, I never really thought about it. And, And he said, well, you should publish. It was very good. Back, let me back up and tell you about what happened. My husband and I was married in 1995. Three years into our marriage, we experienced a terrible loss. He lost his brother on a Tuesday and he lost his mother on a wow. Thursday of the same week. And um, so that was very wow. devastating. And yeah, wow, that's right. Um, that was very devastating. And we had to maneuver through that. And it was like, basically, he didn't um, abuse me in any kind of way, but he was just, he just shut down. He didn't really know how to cope with that uh-huh. tre- tremendous amount of um, pain. So he just basically shut down. And so I just would go away and write and I would just write, 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 write. And so after he wow. he um, kind of moved past his um, traumatic experience, he found my journal and he told me I should publish it. So that's where um, Edifying Expressions came from. And it's a collection of like 100 poems. And so then after wow. that, I just continued to write and I wrote a daily devotional where you read something different every single day. And then I wrote the second mm-hmm. part to the devotional. And then I wrote the big one, which was a book about forgiveness, motivated by God's love to forgive. (laughs) And that was very, very hard to write because I know we all, if we can admit to it, have some issues with forgiveness in our lives. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, And to be, have the strength, the inner strength to do what you've done. You know, That's just amazing. I mean, you are, you are an example for people living with disabilities, 
and mm-hmm. not letting it get the best of you to continue with your life, to keep trying to move forward. And I see you, yeah. you've written right. seven books, six published, yeah. one hard with the publisher. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's an like, you, you, thank you, I appreciate that. It's like you can't um, just stop. You know, you never know what you're going to face in this life. You know, I have MS, but MS might not be what take me out. Something else might take me out. You know, but you just can't yeah, stop right. at your disability. Right. But you have to, I heard somebody say it. I don't know who um, coined this phrase, but I have MS, but MS doesn't have me. And that's the way I feel. You know, I just feel like each day yeah. that I live, it's an opportunity for me to make the best out of my life and to glorify God in the process. That's fantastic. I mean, I, Amen, I'm, yeah. I'm somewhat speechless, you know, uh, a little awkward. You have to, you know, just excuse me for that. But that's why I wanted you on the show so much because you oh, are you. living with adversity. Like a lot of people that may be in a similar situation or they may have something mm-hmm. else. Like in me, I got type 2 diabetes, right? So that okay. prohibits me from doing a lot of things that I would normally do that I was accustomed to doing growing up, you know, my natural mm-hmm. You know, uh, being active, you know, playing golf, swimming, uh-huh. diving, diving, all that kind of stuff. So a lot of things I had to try to acclimate to the mm-hmm. difference. And adjust. It's an adjustment. Yes. And, you know, mm-hmm. like I always told my kids, you know, you either adapt or you die. That's just the way mm-hmm. life is. Mm-hmm. You know, you have your, your ups and downs of life. That's what makes life worth living when you can uh, you yes. know, surpass or overcome the adversity that life throws out to you. And you are typical That's example. True. Now, I appreciate you for being that way. Well, thank you. I appreciate this opportunity, like I said. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Hey, definitely. I'm so happy to have you on the show to really just get back hmm. to, you know, what makes us tick? You know, how do we yeah. navigate through life? You know, what can happen yeah. to us? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's definitely... Yeah. It's definitely a personal um, situation. You have to just see what makes you um, rely on the Lord or what makes you not, because everybody doesn't believe the same way that I believe. But I would say 100 percent assurity that it was God that helps me to maneuver through life. You know, I pray and ask him to help me every step of the way. And so when I came off my job, like I said, I used to work. Um, in corporate taxes. And when I came off my job, it was very um, hard because like I said, I was diagnosed at 34. And then when my neurologist told me, she said, you know, Miss Brower, you're going to have to come off that job to have a better quality of life. Because at the time it was like I was coming home, taking a shower, going to bed every day. And that was all that I could do. So then my hours were cut. I was thankful that I was able to work abbreviated hours and that helped me. But she said, you know, you're not um, living the best life because, you know, MS is really taking control of you. So that was uh, a hard thing for me to do. But afterwards, somebody say afterwards, (laughs) that Mm -hmm. I was Mm -hmm. able to maneuver through that situation and I was able to, um, you know, stopped my job and I started volunteering and doing other things that, you know, I was capable of doing because working an eight hour job every day just wasn't getting it for me. So I'm thankful that I was able to, you know, come off that job and live a good life 
and I'm thankful that I'm living a good life. I went from taking um, medication for MS every month for five months when I first was diagnosed. I was taking it every month for three days every month. And then after that, I started taking it once a month. And then now I'm just taking it twice a year. So oh, it's like awesome. it gets better. Yeah, is it awesome. is. It gets better with time. So I'm thankful for yeah. that. I really am. I tell you time what, and discipline. I tell you what, yeah. Pat. Yeah. You don't mind me calling you Pat, do you? No, 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 no. Okay. I tell you what. I mean, you are an example. I mean, even for me, you know, I, I have my, my, my issues. But looking at you and listening to you, you know, gives me a, you know, gives me motivation to continue because I know mm -hmm. that. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. To God be the glory. Yes. Yeah. I'm so happy to have you on the show. Michelle, you have anything Thanks. for Patricia? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. So I have a question in reference to MS. So. Okay. My, my ex-husband has it. Really? Right? Okay. Is this an hereditary? Like, is it? You know what, Michelle, they to say it. They, they mm. say it's not hereditary, but I don't see how it's not. Because like I said, I had aunts that had it. And then I had my aunt's son that had it. And so it's, I think it is hereditary, but they officially say it's not hereditary. But my daddy. Yeah, it's sisters, weird because. When, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, right. It, it, it definitely is because when I found out that he had it, I wanted to get my son mm -hmm. tested. Mm -hmm. And at the time, he was a teenager, and they told me that they don't test until you're an adult. Wow. Or they need a reason to test you. Like, something has to happen before they test. They actually test you for it. That's, oh, wow. That didn't make me comfortable. Mm -mm. Yeah. So the, the only advice they gave is, uh, you know, make sure he eats properly. You know, watch what he eats. So I'm constantly telling him. Be careful with the things that you eat because later on it could affect you. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, his dad is actually uh, he gets a shot. So he 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 gets an actual shot every month, but he's also a pilot okay. and he's still flying. So it, wow. it's not affecting him. That's great. Yeah, uh -huh. as long as as long as he takes his meds. So um, it's like my son is twenty eight now. How do you like go about? trying to find out if you have it or not. What tests are there that you can uh, actually tell our audience that are interested yeah. or have a history of it in their family? What do they do to find out more about it and how to get tested for it? Yeah, like you said earlier, really, unless he shows some symptoms and then they do the MRI that shows the lesions on your brain and spine, and then they do the spinal tap, mm -hmm. the lumbar puncture to actually take the fluid out and see if there's any MS um, in the fluid, there's really nothing else that they can do. And that's unfortunate. Wow. Um, I'm pretty sure that they are now um, doing more um, research for MS. But mm -hmm. right now, that's the mm -hmm. only two things that they do is the um, MRI wow. to see the lesions on your brain right. and to do the lumbar right. puncture to take the you know fluid out of your spine. Um, wow. but like I said earlier, you know, MS is a autoimmune disease that affects your, um, the, the coating on your cells. It's like, you know, your cells are coated and protected. 
and those um, cells um, code and breaks, and that's where they get multiple from. So it just breaks into little pieces, and it hardens, and that's where they get sclerosis from. So it's like wow. it affects it affects your um, your brain's a function to tell your body what's to do. Like you know, like you can't tell your body to walk. Some people can't see. Wow. You know, it it affects everybody differently. But um, wow. I'm thankful that my main thing that I deal with is mobility. You know, I'm still walking. I still drive a little bit. And it's like mm. I'm right now I'm doing physical therapy and that's helping me mm. with my mobility. But you just wow. have to um, just take one day at a time and just say, you know, Lord, just help me every day. And, you know, that's not a cliche when people say take one day at a time. That's really not a cliche. Yeah. It's the truth. You have right. to say, Lord, help me take one day at a time because we don't ever know what we're going to face from day to day. True. Very yes. true. Very yes. true. Uh, not to make wow. light of uh, your illness, but I, I have uh, I had a golf buddy of mine that I, he was in my my group, John, for instance. And every time we got to the tee box, and he went to tee up his his ball. You know, you put the ball on top of a tee, so you got to bend down and mm -hmm. just place that ball just right so it stay on the tee, mm -hmm. ready to hit it. So John, we used to always mess with him, man. Say, okay, man, I know we're gonna be here 15 minutes waiting for you to tee the ball up. So, you know, let me let me just, you know, get used to the idea that we gotta wait. But it turns out that those were signs of Parkinson's. Wow. Right? Really? Yeah, yeah. It's it's like, you know, balancing and you know and stuff like that. And he was having that problem. Wow. And we found out wow. that he had Parkinson's, so he could no longer play golf with us and stuff like that. But uh, mm -hmm. and I, I commend you on being able to, and I hope that our audience would take from your experiences on tackling this disease and, and yes. apply it to their own situation. It doesn't necessarily have to be MS. It could be mm -hmm. uh, diabetes. It could be Parkinson's. It could be Lou right. Gehrig's disease. Right, right. A lot of different things that you can apply this. You just need the willpower yes. mm -hmm. and you need the support. Did you ever Most feel definitely. like you didn't have the support? Or did you just that was always there? It was all that's something I can honestly say and really thank God for. I have a tremendous amount of support from my family and friends. And it's like they are mm. constantly helping me um and offering support, even when I don't want it. <laughs> Sometimes I become overwhelmed because it's like everybody's always saying, Patricia, you need this, you need that. And I, I don't take it personal because I, it's a blessing because everybody can't say that. But sometimes it's like you right. feel overwhelmed when people are constantly, you know, asking you, do you need help? Do you need help? Do you need help? But I have now learned to just embrace the truth that people love you and they want to help you. So that is a blessing. That's something that I had to learn and grow into. Because like I said, I was diagnosed when I was 34 years old. And it was very overwhelming mm. to me. It was very yeah, overwhelming prime time, to me. That's prime time, really. Wow. Yeah. When mm -hmm. you're 34, you still think you're 20 or 20s, actually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I yes. know when I was 34, yeah. I thought I was still in my 20s. But mm -hmm. anyway. That's right. Now, I was just going to say that is something, Michelle, that I really, truly appreciate 
is the support that I receive from my husband down to my sisters yeah. and brothers, my pastor and his wife and just church family. Everybody is very supportive of me and they help me out so much. And it's a blessing. It really is. Nothing like support. There's nothing like good yeah, support. Yeah, that's the truth. So I'm that's gonna, the truth. Yeah, it is. You have to have that support in order to um, get through it, really. Mm-hmm. And you can't That's be true. stubborn about it. You know, yes. sometimes our egos takes over. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. You get help. <laughs> You're so used to being independent that you don't know yes. how to accept help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know, I had a. Uh, we all have that. Yeah, I had a mm-hmm. dear sister from my church told me it was pride. <laughs> she said, You just being private. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. What. And I said, Ouch, and moved on. <laughs> Oh yeah, of course. I mean, I or even with my illness and the things that I can't do, like I, I normally would do. You know, it's it's tough. That vanity yeah. is there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can't, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That vanity is there. especially when you're used right. to doing. You know what I'm saying? When you're used to doing and living your life, and then you know, just something attacks you out of the blue. You know, like I said, I had no idea it was MS right. I was dealing with. Now, I want to talk about the positive, the the great things that you've accomplished. You, like I said earlier, you've written seven books, six published, Mm -hmm. and one pending. Uh, You've already Mm -hmm. finished it with the publisher. So let's talk about your author, being an author, a writer. You are a writer. Okay. Yes. Let's talk about that. I enjoy, yes, like I said earlier, I really, really, really enjoy writing. Um, It takes me to a place of calm. It takes me to a place where I can be by myself and really you there with your thoughts and your expressions and experiences. Um, My book of poetry, like I said, it came when when Gregory and I was dealing with, um, you know, the insurmountable pain of him losing his brother and mother within the same week. And so Mm -hmm. um, I just started writing it. You know, it was like a, a way of escape for me. And I was just right, 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 right. right. And then that's when he said, why don't you keep these published? And I did. So that was book one, Edifying Expressions. And then my daily devotional, it just came about with, um, I used to wake up like at maybe three o'clock every morning and I would go into the other bedroom so I wouldn't disturb Gregory. And I would take my journals, my Bible and um, go in there and I would just write, right, 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 right. And it would be mm-hmm. a thought or an expression or something I experienced. And I would just write about that. And then that's how Daily Mercies Revealed came about. That's the name mm-hmm. of my book, Daily Mercies Revealed, because his mercies were revealed to me every day. And then, yeah. like I said, um, he gave me Motivated by God's Love to Forgive. That book mm-hmm. was about releasing forgiveness because I didn't realize I had um, unresolved hatred or unforgiveness in my heart until he brought Mm -hmm. it to the forefront of my mind. So when he brought it to the forefront of my mind, I began to pin my feelings and expressions. And it was like, he gave me the title. You have to be motivated by God's love in order to forgive. You can't do it on your own. You have to be motivated by him. So then Sword Diamond, Sword Diamond is the name of my um, fiction novel. Like I say, the characters are fictional, but the content is real because I write about the millions of 
children that are abused every year. And the book chronicles mm. the life of this young girl that faced insurmountable pain and adversity, but she survives. So the second part of Soil Diamond is coming out. It's any day now, really. It's at the publisher now. So then yeah, I was going to ask when is the second book out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Good. it's it's going to be out um, any day now. I just um, signed off on the edits the other day. So it's going to be okay. out any day now. So you can follow me on uh, my website to, um, you know, see. Yeah, it's edifying you. And that's U-Y-O-U spelled out. www.edifyingyou.com. All right, people. Y'all heard that? Mm-hmm. We'll put that in All here. right. It'll be in the show notes, but people, y'all can go to that yeah. website. If it's something that uh, uh, maybe relates to someone in your extended family or your family, at least mm-hmm. uh, you know, right. check this out. Yeah, go ahead. And then I'm writing, right. fi- finally, I'm writing a memoir about my journey with MS. So I'm excited about that, even though it was kind of hard to revisit those terrible years when I first was diagnosed, but I am pinning those experiences and expressions and everything that I went through. And so it's embracing right. the truth. It's embracing the truth that healing comes in many ways. Amen. Sure. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. It does. It really does. I just want to spend some more time with these books now. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. You've done six. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was going to ask her about the one that's fictional, the four-part mm-hmm. series. One. What, yes. what inspired you to do that one? And okay. I was, it's, it, it's, yeah, does it yeah, have anything it, to do with anything personally? Or n- no, just... it doesn't. And it's like, it's amazing that you asked me that because someone else has asked me that too. It's not from my personal experience, like anything I experienced, but it is through friends, circumstances, and different things I've encountered like um say like stories that i heard about um people telling me about things like that and then it just dropped in my mind one day to write about it and it just follows like i said it just chronicles the life of this young girl that grew up in an orphanage from birth until age 11 Mm -hmm. she was adopted at age 11 and then when she was adopted at age 11 her adoptive father started molesting her so she goes through that traumatic experience and she lives and she survives. And it just talks about her survival through all of that mm. she's been through. So it's okay. actually, like I said, part of a four book series. So this is book number right. two is at the publisher. And the other two books awesome. are written. Yeah, they're written, but they're just not published. Well, and it was it way, take you to do um, Actually, that's what I was going to share. This book was published, I mean, this book was written in 2010. My father died mm. in 2010. He had um, lung cancer, and it was a way of wow. escape for me. Um, have y'all ever heard of a town called Middlesex, North Carolina? Yes, I have. I have. It. I, yeah, I'm okay, that's, where, that's where I'm originally from. So when I got married in 95, my husband and I moved to Raleigh, and we've been living here ever since. But nice. I would go down to um, Middlesex. His treatment was in Wilson. And I will come back home and then I was lose myself in this book. This is no exaggeration. I started writing the book in March of 2010 and I finished mm. um, December 2010 and I had 865 pages. So wow, that's why I broke it up into four books. So, okay. 
but the book is complete, so it just has to be published. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Where where can they purchase your book? Is it is it uh, through? Yes. Um, yes, it's definitely uh, Amazon. Is it on yes. Amazon or any it is. marketing? It is. Level? Yes, it is. It really anywhere but books are sold, but you can purchase it on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, um, you know, anywhere you purchase books, you can purchase okay. my book and my website or the website of the publisher, which is Pendium Publishing mm -hmm. House. That's the name of the publisher, okay. Pendium Publishing House. Awesome. How do you spell the pen? P E N D P E N. Yes, that's exactly right. Pendium Publishing House. Publishing. Okay. Now, you, you had mentioned that some of your books are nonfiction and some are fiction. Mm -hmm. All right. You started with the nonfiction first, right? Probably. Yes, of course. Right. That's now all inspirational. It's nonfiction. You know, what made you make that move between fiction and nonfiction? Well, um, like I said, all my books have been um, inspirational. This Soil Diamond that I was wrote, wrote in 2010 is my first fiction novel. But like I said, even in that, the characters are fictional, but the content is real. I mean, there's somebody somewhere suffering um, childhood abuse and they're living right. with the residue from the childhood abuse. I don't think it was right. uh, a specific transition that I made. It just happened, to be honest mm. with you. It was just something in my head that I put on paper that, you know, turned out to be a four book series. That's amazing. amazing. I'm so proud. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So while you, I just want to touch back on MS again. Um, okay. Outside of, um, within your own circle with your family, your friends, your husband, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, did you seek any exterior help as far as um, finding out more about MS, getting more information oh, about it? Just, oh, yes. just research yeah. on it. Did you get any help? Yes, I did. Early and can on, you refer anything to anyone that has MS to any organizations or anything that you uh, experienced yes. in, during your time? Yes, I would say the MS Society was a very good resource for me. And also um, my doctor, he's retired now, but he actually founded Raleigh Neurology and he used to do seminars all the time. So I would say any seminars that you see or are available that talks about MS, I would suggest that, you know, and it's like, it opens up a whole range of um, resources that you can go to, to learn more about it. So I would definitely say the MS Society would be a good tool. And then any Great. seminars that you see that are available, I would definitely recommend those. Are you, are Great. there any, Groups. You're welcome. You're welcome. Are there any groups that uh, you attend? Like, you know, you have a group of people all that have a similar problem or issue? No, early on, like I said, I was diagnosed in 2004. Early on, I did attend group sessions, which right. was very good. It was just a group of people getting together, talk about talking about their um, different challenges with MS. But I haven't in recent years, I haven't. But before I did when I was right initially diagnosed mm -hmm. have you ever thought about doing a book on it or become an advocate yes i have um actually like i said my book about um my memoir so to speak is talking about ms and my journey with it and how i you know how i felt when i first was diagnosed and where i am now 
You know, I was like, when okay. I first was diagnosed, it was like so hard because I couldn't believe that I was diagnosed with MS. Because I, like I said, I've right. seen it up right. personal and I knew what it was about. And I just had no idea that was going on in my body. I mean, whew. I mean, I tell you, I just thank God that I am on the other side of the mm -hmm. equation now. You know what I'm saying? Even though every day I still have challenges and I still feel it, but I'm just thankful that I'm living well with the MS. I am. That's fantastic. Thank and you. Congratulations I on that journey. Yes, okay. thank you. Medical thank journey you so and writing career. Congratulations on both of those. Thank All you. Right. No I appreciate it. I'm going to ask you, you one thing, Patricia, before we go. All right. Okay, sure. What do you want to share with our audience? I mean, what you, everything that you said is great, but I, in closing, what would you like our audience to remember? Yeah, I would just like to encourage them that whatever you face in life, keep on persevering. Um, don't ever stop. You have to keep on going on, regardless of what it is. It may be sickness. It may be a situation or, um, a, you know, death in some cases, and you feel like it stops you, but you just have to keep persevering and relying on God as your source. And like I said, Lamentations 3 and 22 is my go-to scripture all the time. It's of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassion fails not. So I'm thankful for that. Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all. One thing of the benefit of, of hosting a show like ours is that, you know, we get to learn also. We mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. And you know, what we learn, we're trying to pass it down over to the audience. So and that's a we're fortunate to be in this position mm -hmm. and fortunate to have guests like you. All right. Okay. Definitely. All right. So that I think that's it. I want to thank you again. Michelle, you can take it. You are so welcome. All right. All you. right. Thank you. We'd like to thank our guest today, Patricia W. Brower from North Carolina. We'd like to thank our host, Walter Rapin Sr. and co-host, Michelle Sweeney McCombs. You can find us at www.thewaltweekly.com, social media and Facebook and Instagram at The Walt Weekly. Thank you. Happy New Year to all. God bless. Yes. And take care. Thank you so good much night. again for the opportunity. Y'all have a good night. All right. You too. Thank you. All right. Good night.